school can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. You're listening to Simply Smarter with hosts Caleb and Jill. Check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com for more college prep-related topics. Setting realistic expectations when it comes to the ACT is important. Why? Just like any other scenario in life, such as a big test, a speech, a business meeting, or an interview, you have to prepare. Being prepared gives you confidence, and confidence allows you to do your best given the situation. On today's episode, we discuss how you can properly manage expectations when it comes to the ACT. Welcome back. Good morning, Jill. How are you? I'm great. I, I guess it's actually you? technically afternoon, isn't it? Good afternoon, Caleb. Good, good afternoon. <laughs> Today's just flying by, I guess. It is. It really is. Yeah, it is. Um, a big week for you, by the way. Is it? It is. Is it, though? Birthday week. Oh, shoot. How old are you going to be? Let's just say I'm officially in my late 30s. <laughs> you can do the math from there. Okay, I'm fair not enough. comfortable saying that number yet. Oh, you're not? Come it feels, feels kind of weird. Age is just a number. Age, I, I'm thir- I'll be 37. Okay, there it is. This weekend. Be confident in that answer. I like it. You know, you tell your students that. Be confident in your answer. There it is. Be confident in your age. You know what is kind of cool about 37? Nothing. <laughs> it's a prime number. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in odd numbers. Well, I mean, you really like math. So I, to me, I that's foreign. Like but yeah. Yeah. How, how awkward would it be if all of a sudden, like, I realized, oh, shoot, so 37 isn't, isn't prime? And then I just got that wrong. <laughs> but it is, don't worry. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you were confident in your answer, but then right. you're like, wait, second-guessing second. yourself in your head. Just like students do on the test? Yes. What? Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do. A lot. I know. A lot, a lot. I know. Anyway. I know. So, so yeah. ask me the question that you asked me prior, because I want our listeners to <laughs> think about it. This is, this is just... I. My brain works in a strange way. Yeah. So I was thinking about how, like, I have a good friend in Colorado whose birthday is the 18th of April. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, 18th, that should be either Wednesday or Friday, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's Thursday. Because for some reason, since I was a kid, probably, I've always thought of, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are even days of the week, uh-huh. right? And then odd days of the week are? Are Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday, Thursday, for sure. Yeah. I would also say Saturday. Sunday and Saturday, but yeah. I think you may have a different hot take on that yeah, one. Yeah, I do. So when you asked me that question earlier, and I was like, what do you mean different? Like, even in odd days of the week, you're crazy. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, I really do think Monday, Wednesday, Friday are even in my head, and Tuesday and Thursday are odd for some reason. But then, like, Saturday, Sunday, even to me. Even Steven. I'm not sure if we know what even and odd numbers are anymore, <laughs> is what that means. I'm just kidding. Basically, we just make it up in our head and kind go with of, it. Kind of. I guess so. I'm fine with it. Hmm. Here's, here's a fun question that I ask students when we're going back and reviewing, like, the basics of math. Mm-hmm. So is even, sorry, is zero an even number or an odd number or uh, none of the above? 
What do you well, think? Well, I feel like it's a trick question, so none of the above. Oh, shoot. That's what a lot of students say. Yeah. It's not. It's even. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's that confidence thing. Well, right? yeah, it would have to be even because yeah. one is odd. Yeah. And if and it's every other. one is odd, right? Yeah. Yeah. I won't get into this. I won't bore everybody with the details of that, but <laughs> get into the math. Well, that's good but. to know. It's a little tidbit. Yeah. That's on the test. Uh, it can be. Yeah. It can be. Sometimes. They'll, they'll throw in some weird weird stuff. Nomenclature type things every once Those in a while. Those test makers. Weirdos. You never know. You never know. Well, we want to talk about managing expectations when it comes to the ACT today. Yeah. I think this is an important topic. <laughs> it right? is. It is. I, I feel like a lot of people, they're either... They're, there's like two camps. Like I've got, okay. we've gotten so many phone calls lately about parents who with seventh graders that want to help their students prepare Ooh. for the test. And oh my gosh. That's really early. That's really, really, really early. Yeah. Right? Considering most students in the U.S. don't even take an, an official test until senior year. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> we would consider that probably a little bit late, right? Right. But then there's the other, the other population where they just like, hey... I'm going to sign you up for this test, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Good and luck. And you're going to go in four weeks. Yeah. Just go do your best. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing, too. And I, I think the, like with most things, moderation, something in the middle kind yep, of makes absolutely. sense for almost all students. Right. 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 Exactly. So how do you prepare for the test? So that's one of the things that we want to talk about. Managing the expectations. The first kind of step is preparing for this specific test. Yeah. So, so a lot of parents kind of intuitively kind of have this idea and and they're on the right track where where students need to have a baseline, Mm -hmm. kind of figure out kind of how they're doing and then move forward from there. Now the the challenge is most families don't look, look for additional resources where they can take a free practice test, Mm -hmm. like a place like Get Smarter Prep. Mm -hmm. Um, So they just throw their kid into the official test right off the bat. They get that baseline, which in theory is a good idea. But in the long run, there are a lot of downsides right, to that. Right, because that's going to go to all the different colleges. Yeah, colleges are going to expect every mm-hmm. single ACT a student takes. Now, yep. some will say, oh, you only have to submit your, your top score. Mm-hmm. But some will expect all of them. And yeah. sometimes ACT or College Board will send all of your scores, which right. whether you want them to or not, right. they're, they're going right. to do it. So come here, establish a baseline, get yeah. your free practice test. Absolutely. We offer them every Saturday. Right. Do it. So getting that good baseline just allows you to create that roadmap, mm-hmm. right? I mean, imagine trying to plan a, a road trip with your friends mm-hmm. back or in your the family. Day when you had back to in the day. print off MapQuest. Ma- MapQuest. <laughs> oh, yes. I actually, I was all about RandMcNally.com. Oh, I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that, actually. Yeah. This is a fun, fun tidbit. In sixth grade, there was an entire middle school geography bee. And I had never taken a geography class. A geography class. bee? Yeah. Like a spelling bee? Like a geography bee. Okay. So we had a spelling bee too, but that, wasn't never, that was never my jam. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, which was another good story there, but I'll save that for another day. The next episode. <laughs> there it is. So I, I ended up winning, taking third place. Oh, that's It was that's really weird good. for middle school, like sixth, seventh, and eighth. Like, yeah. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. So what, they just gave you a map and you're like, what is this No, they asked you different questions. Like there was one, like if you're taking a train from here, traveling east at this speed, if you're there and it was like. So it had a little little bit to do with math. That's why you liked it so much. Maybe a touch. But it was mostly like, hey, you're moving in this direction. Like Uh what city are you going to be in? Yeah. And it was world geography. So it wasn't even just U.S. Oh, did you watch Carmen Sandiego? I felt like if you watched Carmen Sandiego, that would really help you. I was the kid on road trips that I'd stare at the Atlas. Oh, in yeah. the back seat, like the entire trip. Wow! Like I just found that that kind of stuff fascinating, mm-hmm. right? 
I'm way I'm super. Weird. I would look at the map and I'd be like, okay, how far do we have now? Oh, <laughs> how far do we have now? <laughs> I get my little Will of Fortune game. <laughs> I like I'd it. Play it. I'm really good at Will of Fortune. I know you are. So, I, but the listeners don't. That's a fun fact. So now they know. Yeah. If you yeah. want, if you ever are applying to be on Will of Fortune and you want someone to be on your team, I will be on your team. I have. Jill I've is tried the out before. Ideal teammate. Yeah, I, I would like be it. so excited. We could do like best friends week. We could just get to know each other really fast, <laughs> and I could be our best friend. <laughs> I like it. I feel like it's a little bit of an overshare right now, but um, anyway, I really—that's cool. that's how much I like Will of Fortune. <laughs> that's what I would play that's in the, the back seat of the car when okay. we're traveling. That's fair. Yeah. So. So back to establishing <laughs> a baseline, right? Yep. So the, the roadmap analogy kind of went off on a on a tangent there. Sorry mm-hmm. about that, everyone. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're trying to plan out that that road trip, how do you know how long it's going to take, or where your what roads you're going to take where if to you start. don't know where you're starting? Yep. Right. Yep. That, that's the maybe the most important part of the whole road trip. Right. Where you're beginning. Get your map. So that that analogy kind of kind of is a could segue into the ACT, right? We just mm-hmm. need to make sure that we know how to approach the 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 process and, and that starting point is the best place. Right. I agree. I agree. And find something that works for you. So we have different prep methods that we offer here yeah, at Gizmarder Prep, sure. but that doesn't mean it fits everyone. Sure. So just find something that works for you. It's going to fit into your schedule, no matter what that may be. Yeah. We just want you to be best prepared for this test. Right. We do, we do think that there are some hard, fast things that you need to be looking for with test prep, whether it's leading right up to an actual test date, mm-hmm. right? Um, these skills that's, uh, that are required for the ACT and SAT, students can lose them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So if students aren't pro- like progressing all the way up to the test date, yep. what are they going to be doing? They're going to be regressing, regressing. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, language is fun. Yeah. So they're they're just not going to be able to do their absolute best at that point. Right. So it's kind of like the summer slide. Yeah. Only, oh my gosh. you know, just with a few weeks, actually. Exactly. Right. You're, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do recommend that piece. We also recommend that the, the prep is as customizable as possible, even in a small group. Mm-hmm. As long as the, as the classes are arranged by scores, yep. we think that can be a huge benefit for students, whether mm-hmm. they're high or low or in the middle. It doesn't really matter. It's just the strategies and approach. The pace is going to be very different right. for those students. And you're going to be working with students that are scoring the similar. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the ACT, where so much of it comes down to how many questions should I actually be attempting in Mm -hmm. this section, and what does that look like for me? And if you're in there with somebody who's scoring 10 points higher or 10 points lower, that's going to look drastically different. Right, right. And the same advice is not going to translate well. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's probably going to either hurt you both or really severely hurt one of the two students. Yeah. So making sure you're customizing that piece, that's important. Right. So... We, we also, of course, along with setting that good baseline, again, setting good goals. Know where you're headed. Yes. Sometimes that changes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm headed to see my sister in Illinois, but really the final <laughs> destination is Chicago because Chicago is a little, a little bit cooler. Right. right? But again, have a good goal in mind. Otherwise, you're just kind of like going through the motions yeah, at that point. Yeah, and every goal is going to be different for every student. Everybody, right? Everybody has different expectations in with regard to colleges and scholarship money and things mm-hmm. like that. So it needs to be customized for their specific needs. And of course, everybody's yep. starting at a, at a different place. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we're, we're really targeting those specific pieces and we can kind of put together a good game plan from there. Yep, absolutely. I love that. 
and this is something else I want to throw out there because a lot of people fall for, fall for this trap is they start comparing their scores to other people oh, yeah. and, and they just set yep. them up for failure, right? Yep. That always happens. Well, that happens in life no matter what. Right. Right. But specifically on the ACT, I mean, if if all the if all of your friends are juniors and they're all taking this test, uh, yeah, absolutely. They're all going to compare. Right. I heard um, a comedian recently and he was talking about like how it, it is a fail. <laughs> and again, this is not what I advocate, but I thought it was humorous because it kind of fits this. And it was talking about how like people compare each other and it's like it's going to steal your joy right mm-hmm. that that idea right but what if you only compare yourself to people who aren't as good as you oh <laughs> whether it's sports or something then it's going to build you up right but the, that's true obviously well, my that's brother not got how it a works. 13 and I got an 18 <laughs> right. so I'm doing great Boom. <laughs> so making sure that that you're setting goals based upon what you actually need and not what somebody else is talking about or saying cuz yep. we've talked about this before they there's so much score inflation that happens whether it's the students wanting to kind of seem or feel smarter to their mm-hmm. peers or parents trying to brag and oh. make, make <laughs> that their kids be sound even better. Like, it happens. It does happen. So take it for a grain of salt and focus on exactly what you need to achieve your goals. I love that. Okay, that's how we start preparing for the test. What about, uh, what's the norm nationwide? I mean, we talk about kind of, you know, in your specific area quite a bit, but what about nationwide? Yeah, so... In, in the U.S. here, uh, so let me back up. The ACT and SAT are, are basically on a national distribution of scores. Mm-hmm. So they're using that old bell curve that we all have seen and learned at one point in our lives where almost every, like 50% is right there in the middle and it's mm-hmm. the top of the curve, the, the bell. And then you have those like edges that like hardly anybody scores those scores, right? right? And that, that's going to be the extreme low scores and extreme high scores. Right. And roughly 70% of students are going to be scoring between right around that 17 to 24 mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 70% is a lot of students taking the ACT. It is. So if you're in that range, like, hey, guess what? You're normal. Right. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? What's that? Like, you, you hear stories in the news and on social media about students who score a perfect 36. Why don't you hear stories about about the students who score really low and like someone swoops in you know like hey we're going to offer you this or we're going to give you you know test prep you know like yeah we should do that we could do that yeah it's actually almost impressive usually when when a student gets the absolute lowest scores like they're in the bottom 1500 kind of like 36 is the top 1500 Mm -hmm. it's usually because they just didn't like they fell asleep oh and didn't bubble anything in (laughs) okay i think my husband actually fell asleep on the act he told me that once it's like what how do you fall asleep it's a big test it is a big test it's a lot of pressure Hmm. that's weird that's what i'm married to Aren't you lucky? (laughs) I'm the lucky duck in the room. So, again, there's a lot of misconceptions about how the test is scored. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it just goes back to this national distribution, right? If a student... If, if an entire class of Algebra 2 students, everybody studied really hard for their test the next day, and everybody did really, really well, everybody mm-hmm. could get an A. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how that school works. Sense. That's how kind of generally things run. Mm-hmm. On the ACT, in a, uh, on the SAT for, with College Board, these that, that's not how it works. Right? 
no Weird. more than 6% of students who take the ACT will ever score a 30 or higher on the exam. Yeah. Never, right? So how a student does on the exam is based on how they do compared to all of their peers. Mm -hmm. So that's how they come up with these scores. So there are such things as really easy tests and more difficult tests. Right, because you hear that. those in the middle, right? But you don't know which one that it you is. Never I mean, know. you never know. I, and, and it's funny. Again, working <laughs> with dozens and dozens of schools at a time, you'll hear completely conflicting ideas. Like oh, yeah. one school, school A will say, hey, that June test, mm -hmm. take it because so it's easy. so easy. Right. And school B will be like, avoid June, it's the worst. <laughs> and it's just kind of amusing from our perspective because we know, and now everyone else knows, hey, guess what? It doesn't matter which test we're taking mm -hmm. because our score is based, based upon our peers. And on top of that, they use an equating process. Now, I won't get into the nerdiness of it all, right? <laughs> Don't make me fall asleep over here. <laughs> but they do take into account not only everybody who takes it on your test date, which is hundreds of thousands of data points, yeah. but they're using the 11 tests prior to that as well, mm -hmm. which now you're talking about millions and millions of comparison points. So there's, if it's an easy test, okay. If it's a difficult <laughs> test, okay. Yep. It doesn't matter because everybody got that more difficult test and they're, they're using that statistical model to figure out like, oh, if you would have taken it on another test day and maybe it was a much more difficult test, well, still who cares? Yeah. It's still the same. Yep. Right? In that fact, makes sense. In fact, I tell my students I'd rather them have a really difficult test mm -hmm. um, just because I know that my students are generally more prepared than right. other students. So they're ready for those really, really tricky questions, which can just help them help set them apart from their peers that much more easily. Yeah. Good for them. No, I right? love that. So okay. anyway, so that's kind of the, the basics behind that. Okay. Um, I mean, there, there's a whole chart uh, on, on, the test makers websites on act.org or collegeboard.org mm -hmm. and you can kind of check that out and it's just called the national distribution or sometimes you can just type in percentile chart right and kind of see the full breakdown of that and see kind of what each score really actually means because mm -hmm. we have a total misunderstanding as a culture oh, sure. of what those scores look sure. like and what our expectations should be in that regard i love that okay very good thanks for explaining that to us what about preparing for different situations so so many kids get flustered easily, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I did. When I studied, I had to have, you know, I was in my room, locked in my room, studying, reading a couple different times, going over the quizzes. Um, I had to have complete silence. Other students, yeah. like other people that I know, some of my friends and my husband, he would have music <laughs> on and it'd be loud. And I'm like, how are you concentrating yeah, right now? Well. I don't understand that. Yeah. It was so foreign to me. We, we would actually advocate the method of preparing like what you were doing doing mm -hmm. right we want we want to make sure we're mimicking the actual environment and on test day there may be that kid with the sniffles in the room right. or somebody tapping their foot oh man or something like that, that would be awful but generally speaking the testing environment is a pretty controlled environment mm -hmm. where you can't listen to music there's not a lot of loud noises there aren't a yep. bunch of people like that you can talk to in the middle of the test it can you even like get up out. in the middle of the test so it's strongly discouraged and time does not stop yeah. Right. Ooh. So that's something to yeah. be aware of. So, for instance, if you're in the math section and you need to use the facilities, mm -hmm. you can do it, but know that you're going to lose that time right. from the test itself, which yep. which could be 
a pretty big factor. But mm-hmm. again, if you're just completely distracted, I was going to talk about this later. If you're completely distracted because you need to use the restroom, <laughs> you're probably not going to do your best anyway. Right. 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 Or, so, so take that break, come back, give your full effort for, mm-hmm. the, for that point, from that point forward. Yep. And another big thing, Apple watches, I mean, mm-hmm. smart watches. Yeah, not allowed. You can't have them. No, they don't, they don't even allow phones in or anything like that. Right. So nothing that can communicate with the outside world mm-hmm. and that nothing that beeps. Yep. Right. It's a distraction. Yeah. For you and for your peers. Mm-hmm. So you can have a watch and sometimes those can be handy, kind of keep track of the time. Mm-hmm. Every classroom is supposed to, again, I'm sure there is an exception to the rule, but every room is supposed to be equipped with a clock so students can kind of manage their own time. Right. Some proctors will write the, the start time and end time. That would be helpful. Stuff like that on the board. Yeah. So it, it can be more easily managed in that regard. And they give you a five minute warning. They, they towards always the end. give you a five minute warning. Yep. So that piece is, is a little bit different. And we've talked about it in the past. We, we don't really want to worry about the time so much as hey focus on the test that's, right that's the test <laughs> not right. the time like right. that, that accuracy over completion is really really important for students right right so just make sure you're you're in the environment and you're present um make sure you're not you know getting distracted by anything you shouldn't be Right. right. You shouldn't be. Everything yeah. should be pretty. Sit in your seat, get your pencil, get your calculator, make sure you have your pencil sharpened, your calculator, yeah, you know, right. battery is charged, right. everything. Yeah. It, well, and this is funny. We talk about the batteries and calculators. Mm-hmm. Most calculators now, you charge them like a phone. I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. How about oh, that? No, I had no idea. Oh, wow. Huh. So, again, make sure your your calculator is charged, right? That, That's It's nuts. crazy how often students come in for, for tutorial sessions mm-hmm. and then your calculator is just dead. And just like, okay, prior to the test, homework one, charge your calculator. Right, exactly. So um, that's kind of an important little piece. And just leave your phones in the car. Yeah, that's what what we generally recommend. Yep. Um, There isn't really a good place other than that to keep them. Right. So. Because it could be a different school. It could be a different setting than what you're normally used to. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Okay. And then about yourself. I mean, prepare yourself as in the night before the test. Get a good night's sleep. Don't go out with your friends late. Make sure you are prepared, right? Yeah, absolutely. Print off your ACT ticket, your SAT mm-hmm. ticket. Yep. Make sure you have that. Set that by the door. Charge your calculator. Yeah. Get your pencils. Set uh, yourself up for, su- for yeah. success, right? Yes. I mean, the, the good night's sleep thing, I, I want to touch on for a second. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people and a lot of parents will advocate like, oh, the Friday night before the test, make sure you get a good night's rest. But it, it our sleep doesn't really work that way. Like our bodies, we need a little bit more time than that to adjust. And what what I've seen studies show like you need at least three days of consistent rest before your body is like rested. Back. Yeah. yeah. So like Wednesday night on at least that's okay. when you need to be kind of averaging that eight hours of sleep yeah. or at least right? right or just attempt like yeah, go in your yeah. room and lay down Rest. at 10 o'clock at night exactly don't be out don't get off the internet exactly get off social media that's that that's a big piece yep. the other piece that i keep seeing more and more is and and again we take it for granted is hydration mm-hmm. right like a lot of us it's a big thing in our culture like yeah we, we drink a lot of water yeah comparatively to your to at least my youth anyway uh-huh. oh yeah right so Making sure that we're well hydrated because sometimes we think of like, oh, if we're not 100% hydrated, if we're 99% hydrated, mm-hmm. well, my brain's going to still be 99% effective, right? <laughs> like that seems. You would seem. It should, it should it should be linear, right? Right. It's not. Like you are not quite fully hydrated and your brain is at like 80%. 
Really? It's crazy. It drops so quickly. And and again, little things like that can make a big difference yeah, on testing. And then you feel sluggish right? if you're not hydrated. And you're sitting there for four hours. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to feel that fatigue just simply because you're not hydrated. Yeah. So, so make sure you're hydrated, like but also use, use the restroom before you take the test. <laughs> right. So many things. And during your break, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so many things. And eat a healthy breakfast. Yeah. Right? Grab a breakfast bar at least. I mean, it's a long test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I recommend to our students that we don't, they don't go overboard. Like, it's easy to do that. Like, you hear, oh, eat sure. a healthy breakfast, and you don't usually Eggs, eat breakfast. sausage, And then all of a sudden, pancakes. you're going all out. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so full. full. I'm so uncomfortable. Like, right. that can be a distraction, too. Right. So don't go too far off your norm, mm-hmm. um, but but definitely make sure you eat something. And maybe have a snack in between. Oh, yeah. So there are certain things that we recommend that all students take with them on test day. And, of course, their ticket, their ID, mm-hmm. so that they can actually get into the test. Yes. And then making sure that they are taking their pencils, their calculator, their water, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about hydration. Mm-hmm. And a snack. Yep. Uh, you they, they won't allow you to have your water and your snack on your desk while you're testing. Okay. So you can't, like, continue have them like on the floor, like right. in your purse yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Kind of with your calculator, right? Yep. So everything will be kind of set away, but during the breaks, it's a great time to replenish yourself. Okay. Right? The other thing that I want to talk about with the the break, so between the math section and the reading section of the ACT, mm-hmm. students are, are given 10 to 15 minutes where they can kind of just decompress a little bit, yeah. use the restroom, whatever they need to do. And they need to. And they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been reading an, uh, an interesting book by an author, I believe his name is Daniel Pink, okay. and it's called When, and it's all about like the timing of like how, like the flow of our day, and like uh-huh. when are we at our best, and when do we start getting sluggish, and it talks talks a lot about this, how like leading up to lunchtime, we just are like, just like dead, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9.30, like Fresh. we're good, we're on it, yep. right? We're doing our absolute best. Let's do this. And then you hit your break. And if you don't replenish, if you don't wake yourself back up with some food and some water mm-hmm. and some good conversation, we're so social beings. Yeah, right? we are. If we don't have some kind of interaction and some kind of positive interaction, oh, it's good to have that positive interaction like with your friends talking about the test, I guess. But yeah. take your take your mind off that. Yep. There have been so many studies that have talked about like even in a workplace, if you set aside five minutes, an hour, mm-hmm. and you kind of get up and move around and you stretch and you walk, you drink it's some water, you. you talk to somebody not about work. Right. Holy crap. Your work is so much more productive throughout the rest of the oh, day because point. you're doing those little things. And the yep. same thing holds true for students. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more so because adolescents have very different needs than, yeah. than adults. Yeah. And so, they're not adults yet. So. And they're not adults <laughs> quite yet. They're kids. Right. Sometimes I think they are, but not quite yet. <laughs> not yet. So yeah. making sure that we're, we're kind of treating, treating it kind of like game day. We have a good game plan going mm-hmm. in and we're, we're utilizing all of these different aspects, uh, whether it's during the break or before the test right. or whatever else. Right. And let's talk about confidence. Cause I think confidence mm-hmm. is key. Yeah. You know, you've prepared all these different ways and now it's game time as right. we say. So let's get in there. Let's be confident with our answers. We've studied, we've done everything that we should be, have right. already done. Right. And now it's time. Now's the time to show off yep. all the hard work that you've you've put into it, right? Now, again, we don't want to be overconfident. True. But I'd rather be overconfident than underconfident. Okay, good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we see it a lot where students kind of start doubting themselves and they will go back and start changing answers. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Right? So on this test, is it like, it, it, you know, you always say, follow your instinct, follow your gut. Is that... 
the majority yeah, true yeah. on the test? Generally. Like, we recommend that unless you are 100% sure that you, like, made a mistake. Like, you read the question incorrectly. Oh, okay. You go back and look over your math work, and you're like, oh, shoot. Ooh, that I was multiplied a instead of divided. Like, a okay, clear yeah. mistake, and there's a trap answer, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can change. Like, that is a-okay. But if you're just like, oh, I did this problem before, and now I'm going back, and I'm looking at it again, and I, I think maybe it's this other one. Uh-huh. Don't change it. <laughs> Do not change right? it. In most cases, students are moving from a correct answer to an incorrect, or it could be from an incorrect to an incorrect, right? Right. But True. generally, it's it's moving away from a correct answer. Okay. Much Very more good. than going to a correct answer. Right, right. Much more frequently. Ooh. Probably three to one from our experience. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so just keep the answer. Yeah, just, just roll with it. Yeah, just keep on going. Keep on going. Perfect. Anything else you want to talk about managing expectations when it comes to the ACT? Yeah. Again, that game plan, just knowing like I'm leading up to the test date, don't change the plan last minute. (laughs) (laughs) You started laughing. I shared a story this morning. There was a student who was scheduled to take the the most recent ACT and on the Friday before they changed the plan mm. and they're, they're going to take it two weeks later through another, another means that most students don't have. Right. Right. But just throwing a wrench in the plan mm-hmm. last minute, probably not going to set him up, set him up for success. He was, he was on pace to see a huge improvement, a really yeah. great, he, he was just on top of things. He mm-hmm. was ready for it. And now with these extra two weeks, I'm just nervous. Yeah. And we've offered some Here services and opportunities slide. for them, yeah. but I just yeah. don't think he's going to do quite as well. Right. Now, he could surprise me. Yeah, he let's could absolutely hope. surprise me. Absolutely. I would take it, but the odds are not in his favor mm-hmm. now, unfortunately. So. And he can also come in for office hours. We yeah. always offer yeah. those to our students. Absolutely. So, yeah, but again, yeah, we, we like to study right up until that test, test yep. date. Okay. The, the other quick thing that I want to kind of bring up, if if you are panicking in the middle of the test or you're feeling uncomfortable, yeah. I, like take that break, mm-hmm. get up and leave the room if you absolutely have to. Like again, I talked about it earlier. If you have to use the restroom and you're distracted, like you're not going to do your best work there. Anyway, That's true, right? So take that minute. Or again, if you are just starting to feel a little bit anxious during the test, yeah, deep breaths, right? So with my students, I like to do a short little exercise where they literally will close their eyes, and sometimes they feel awkward about doing that. Uh-huh. But everybody's focused on their test, so who cares, right? Right. right. Just close your eyes. Take a really good deep breath in through your nose as deep as you can. Mm-hmm. Hold it for five seconds. Okay. Count out the time nice okay. and slowly, uh-huh. right? And then exhale completely. Okay. Now, you can't be super noisy with this, by any means. Can you imagine, like, everybody we'll doing this all of a sudden, right? <laughs> but make, making sure that we kind of just reset a little bit. There's a good biofeedback uh, mechanism that helps us reset a little bit there. Um, it's a good and tip. It, even if it's 15 or 20 seconds, like, yeah. again, if it That's gets us refocused. It's not going to kill you on the test, right? It, I mean, right. You're, you're, it's going to take a little bit of time, but overall, right. it's going to help you. Right. Even if we sacrifice one question, if right. we're now focused on the remaining 20 questions, yeah, and we get five more correct because of that. I mean that's a, that's a trade off I would take every day. Yeah, absolutely, so. good advice. Anyway, well, thanks for discussing this with us. We just want our students to do the best, and managing those expectations are a big part of the test. So, if you have any further questions or anything that we can help you out with, just let us know. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. And happy birthday, Caleb! Oh boy, thirty-seven! Woohoo!
Thanks for listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast with Caleb and Jill. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com or subscribe to the podcast to hear us talk about all things ACT related. Join us next week as we discuss what measuring success looks like when it comes to testing, grades, and the future of college admissions. Music